You are listening to the Living Way Church podcast. For more information about Living Way Church, go to livingwaychurch.cc. Happy Palm Sunday. Today is Palm Sunday in possibly the strangest season of our life. This is a Living Way live stream on a holiday, and we are going to continue to celebrate Palm Sunday and Holy Week as we head up to next Sunday's big Easter service. We invite you to be a part of, uh, of our Easter service next week. I'm going to be talking a little bit more about that. Let me tell you a little bit about what Palm Sunday is. This is a holiday. This is the day that we recognize the day that Jesus triumphantly entered into Jerusalem the last week of his life heading to the cross. Five days before the cross, Jesus went to Jerusalem, and on that day, he was recognized by many in the city as the Messiah, but they thought he was the military Messiah, and as a military Messiah, what that means is they thought that Jesus was going to drive out the Roman occupation of, of Rome. And so they began to shout, Hosanna to the son of David, Hosanna in the highest. Hosanna means save us, Lord, Lord, save us. And part of that was a prophetic picture that as he entered the Eastern gate shouting Hosanna, it was a sign that he was the Messiah. And they began to lay down palm branches in front of him and they began to wave him as that was a prophetic of, uh, of the Messiah. So they saw him as the Messiah, which he was, but they misunderstood his purpose and his plan. Five days later, when it didn't materialize the way they thought, the same one shouting Hosanna were shouting crucify just before he was put to death five days later. Next Sunday, we're going to walk through the week that changed the world. And I'm not talking about this last couple of weeks. I'm talking about 2,000 years ago, the week that changed the world when Jesus walked to the cross. Next Sunday is Easter Sunday. Today is Palm Sunday. And as you know, the coronavirus, uh, COVID-19 is still spreading. And uh, it, it is the obvious news if you follow the news, if you follow the data, and it is spreading. It is highly, highly contagious. But the question is, what should we do about it? How should we respond? All we know is that it's super highly contagious. We're, we're walking around with gloves in our pockets and masks on our face, and we are social distancing. We're staying home. Some of you still don't believe it. Some of you still think it's some kind of, you know, contrived conspiracy. Listen, this is real. And it is contagious. But what do we do about it? What should we do? Well, we're doing social distancing. Here there's only four of us today, uh, as last week. And, and uh, Sam's way over there uh, across the room. And, and Stephen's way over there. And Luke's way over there. And there we're all social distancing, the four of us. Perhaps the only thing more contagious right now than this virus is fear. Fear is very contagious, and there are reasons that people have this fear. Uh, again, stating the obvious, as the stock market continues to drop and schools are closed, financial challenges, limited group gatherings, and in some states, even with their own families, empty church buildings, travel bans, and to top it off, we're running out of toilet paper, and there's long lines at Walmart. You know, it, it, 
in Saxe, over by me, there was a line out the doors. They're limiting the number of people in. And as people leave, they're letting people in. This is tough. And people are becoming afraid, more contagious than Corona is the epidemic of fear. And the virus is incredibly contagious, but so is fear. And last week, we talked about how God has not called us to live in fear. We don't have to be in fear because we have the peace of God. It doesn't take much for fear to spread uncontrollably. In fact, I see it on our pages and in our discussions and in our Zoom meetings. A lot of you are afraid, even though you don't have to be afraid because we have a God who's sovereign and in control and he brings peace. Fear is contagious. You know, when, when we find out that maybe somebody that we know is sick or something, we know, I mean, if I cough in my arm, if I cough a little bit today, people are like, oh no, Ted's got Corona. Or when you hear somebody, what if we were carriers? I mean, if you find out you're a carrier, like, what do you do? When we, when we find out that somebody that we love is, I want you to understand this. I want you to take this seriously. Is that every single person who is listening today is a carrier. All of us are carriers. We are a carrier of something. All of us are a carrier of something. And when people get near to you, what are they going to catch? They're going to catch something. The question is, what they will catch, is it something worth catching? If you are a carrier, what they catch is it something that you want them to have. Peter and John were arrested and told to stop speaking of Jesus and they were a carrier of the truth. And some of us, we're carrying fear, and it's contagious. Some of us, we're carrying anxiety, and it's contagious. But listen, God has called us to be carriers of hope. And hope can be more contagious than fear. All of us are carrying something. You are a carrier. But is it worth catching and I want to encourage you today to be a carrier of hope, a carrier of hope. Peter and John arrested. They were told to stop speaking of Jesus in Acts 4, 17. It says this, but to stop this thing from spreading any further among the people. They were told to stop. What was spreading? It wasn't coronavirus. It wasn't the flu. It was the gospel of Jesus. The gospel of Jesus was spreading and it was contagious and the disciples were contagious and his people were, were catching it. The authorities, this is just 40 days after the ascension of Jesus. This is just about 80 days, about two months since the crucifixion of Jesus. And the gospel was spreading. People were spreading with the excitement of the hope of Jesus. And they were trying to stop this contagion. And it says, we must warn them to speak no longer to anyone in his name. Then they called them in again, that's Peter and John, and commanded them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John replied, what is right in the eyes, uh, in God's eyes, to listen to you or to him, to the authorities? He says, you be the judges, because as for us, we cannot stop speaking about what we have seen and heard. I tell you what, when you get Jesus in your heart and your life, and you understand the hope of God, you can't stop it. You can't stop spreading and talking. You become a carrier of hope. We can't stop being a light and spreading the life. 
You are a carrier. What kind of carrier are you? Paul writing to believers in Thessalonica in the middle of great trial and great fear, but something was spreading and a reputation was getting out about this church. And this is what he writes to them. I want to share a passage with you, with you and then I want to share three marks of a contagious Christian, of a, of a contagious disciple of Jesus. And this is what it says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 2. He says this, we always thank God for all of you and pray for you constantly. I tell you what, that's my heart during this time right now. Man, I think about you. I miss you guys. I, you know, Paul loved these people. And he planted these churches and he couldn't see them face to face. He was writing letters and it took weeks, sometimes months for them to get this letter. And he's just missing them so much, just wants to see them so much. And he says, man, every time I think about you, I'm just so thankful for you. And I pray for you. That's how I feel about you that are, that are part of our church and, and our friends of our church that are watching. I just think about you and I pray for you. He says, as we pray to our God and our father about you, we think, he says, of your faithful work, your loving deeds, and the enduring hope you have because of our Lord Jesus Christ. It says, man, when I think about you, I think about the reputation that is spreading about you. And I think about your faithful work, your loving deeds, and your enduring hope that you have because of the Lord Jesus Christ. They had a reputation that was contagious and spreading and it was known throughout the Christian world at that time so much that we're still talking about this contagion 2017, uh, 2019 years later. Three marks of this contagious Christian he mentions are a faithful work, loving deeds, enduring hope. Let's talk about that first one, faithful work. Everybody, if you're sitting there with somebody or if you're by yourself, just say out loud, everybody say faith spreader. This is a, a sign of, of a contagious Christian. These are the symptoms of a contagious Christian, a carrier. You know, we have symptoms of the, of COVID-19. These are the three primary symptoms of a contagious Christian. And that is that you are a faith spreader in the face of trials and uncertainty. You are unmoved and you are faithful to Jesus in his work. You know you're a contagious Christian when you don't take this opportunity to isolate, to shut down, and to turn off. But you are continually pursuing the work of God in your life and the work of God that he's called you to do in the lives of others. You are faithful in the work that God has called you to do. Faithful work. Another symptom of a contagious Christian is loving deeds. Everybody say, love giver. This is your labor of love, not just words of, 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 uh, of platitude, but these are words with compassion in action. This is how I know that you are a contagious follower of Jesus Christ, is that even though you're in this shelter at home, and many of you guys are going to work every day, that I know that you're contagious right now because you are still amazing in your love for others. You're still selfishly giving, uh, unselfishly giving yourself to those around you, doing what you can to show love and compassion and graciousness, not just in words, but in actions. He says, man, a reputation's getting out. You are a faith spreader. You are a love giver. And then he says, you are also one who has your reputation of enduring hope. 
These are the three symptoms of a contagious Christian. This shows that you are a, uh, a carrier. You are a, a faith spreader, love giver, and everybody say hope dealer. These are the signs of a contagious Christian. What's that enduring hope means? That means that you are consistent. That means that you are steadfast. You have this sense of unending hope in who God is because you know who he is. His reputation is flawless. His word is true and your hope does not give up. These are, these are signs, symptoms that you are a contagious. During this time, Fear is running rampant, anxiety, worry, loneliness, frustration. It's running rampant and it's contagious. Listen, something more powerful than the contagion of fear is hope. God has called you, if you are a Christian, to be one who gives hope. A faith spreader, a love giver, a hope dealer. How did they have such faith, hope, and love? How? Jesus. They knew him. They walked with him. They, they interact with him. He says, this is done. He says, because of our Lord, because of the hope you have in our Lord Jesus Christ. He goes on to say, Paul, in verse 4, he says this. He says, we know, dear brothers and sisters, that God loves you. You're, you are a carrier of faith, hope, and love. And he says, man, God loves you. We know this. And he has chosen you to be his own people. He says, for when we brought you the good news, it was not only with words, but in power and in the Holy Spirit and with full conviction. This is the power of salvation. Romans 1, 16 says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God for salvation to all who believe. Now, imagine one day, hopefully soon, it will be announced that there is a vaccine for COVID-19. They are experimenting with, with treatments now, and they are experimenting even with some vaccines that, that might not be in production until next year. We don't, but imagine when the news comes out. Man, that's going to be some pretty good news because it will have a sense of hope on the horizon that things will be somewhat back to normal. We'll be able to hug each other again, talk to each other again, see each other, sit down with each other again. We'll be able to go out to our favorite Mexican restaurant again. Thank you, Jesus. That day is coming soon, I hope. But when that news comes out, imagine the celebration. How fast do you think that good news will spread? Well, let me tell you something. There is better news than a vaccine for COVID-19 that is available now and is still out now. When we have life-changing good news of Jesus, listen, we have the greatest news ever right now. Man, you, if, if there was a vaccine, if there was a cure, if there was a treatment for COVID that was guaranteed to work, man, we'd all be sharing it on social media. We'd all be talking about it. We'd be spreading it. We'd be texting it. We'd be, did you hear? Did you hear? Did you hear? When we're getting together, when we're getting together, this is the time. Listen, there's something bigger than that. It's the good news of Jesus, the hope of our salvation. It is the power of God. That is what we have, and it's, it's bigger news than a medical breakthrough. This is a spiritual breakthrough. We see bad news every day about this 
pandemic almost every day and the world is hungry for good news and you have it. I have very good news for you today. Good news that doesn't just heal the physical sickness, but cures a spiritual sickness. The real problem is not SARS. It's not COVID-19. The real problem is we have a, a disease that we're all born with called sin. And we're all sick, very sick inside of our spirit. In fact, so much that the Bible says we are born dead in our spirit. And we must be born again and made alive in spirit. Jesus said he didn't come for the, for the people who thought they were healthy. He came for those who knew and understood that they were sick. He came for the physically sick as he sat down with the lepers and he healed them and the blind and gave them sight and those who couldn't walk and gave them the ability to walk and those who couldn't speak who gave them a voice again those were demon possessed and abusing themselves Jesus came for the physically sick but he came more importantly for the spiritually sick as the Bible says he would sit down with the sinners those the society rejected the harlots the thieves those that were the criminals, those that society hated. He sat down with those. He says, if you don't realize you're sick, he says, you'll never know me, but I've got good news. This disease has a remedy and the remedy is the redeemer, Jesus Christ. God didn't just shout his love from heaven. He showed it on earth. He walked this planet and he walked the earth for 33 years to the cross of pain in Jerusalem over 2,000 years ago. On this day, uh, roughly, because we're going to talk this week in our Q&A on my live Facebook feed, why and how we celebrate uh, Easter, and and if it's possible to know the exact day, uh, we can roughly estimate the exact day that Jesus died on the cross. I'm going to talk about it this week, but I'll tell you something, over 2,000 years ago, God stepped into humanity, the very breath he breathed into his creation, he breathed in himself. And the very dust that he formed us out of, he kicked up and was in between his toes as he walked in sandals and and walked the world and walked uh, the land and preached the gospel, the the life-giving message of the kingdom of God. He walked it and he walked it straight to the cross. And on the cross, which we're going to break down very specifically next Sunday, and I'm going to invite you to bring somebody online with you to uh, service next Sunday as we talk about the cross, the great resurrection. He walked to the cross, and because of what Jesus did, we can be made right with God. Good news, you can be forgiven. Good news, you can be whole. Good news, you can know the Creator. This good news is greater than a vaccine. And will you spread this good news? Are you contagious enough to carry this good news to those that need it? Disciple, you are a carrier. You're carrying something. Is what you're carrying worth spreading? Are you spreading fear? Are you spreading confusion? There's a lot of confusion on the internet, a lot of fake news right now. 
Are you spreading anxiety? Are you spreading anger? Are you spreading hope in Jesus? Hope in Jesus. Paul goes on in the same chapter as he's talking to the church at Thessalonia. In verse 8, he says, and now the word of the Lord is ringing out. He says, you received the gospel and you began to spread this message as a faith spreader, love giver, hope dealer. He says, verse eight, he says, and now the word of the Lord is ringing out from you to people everywhere, even beyond Macedonia and Achaia. For wherever we go, we're finding people telling us about your faith in God. He says, man, your faith, your faith, hope, and love is so contagious that everywhere we go, people are like, have you heard about the people in Thessalonia? Have you heard about the people out there? Man, they have got so much faith, hope, and love. The word of God is so powerful. It's spreading. It's contagious. That word ringing out means echoing. Man, the word of God is echoing out to people everywhere. It's spreading. It's contagious. That's what happens when people catch a passion for Jesus. What they have starts to spread and it becomes contagious. You see, good news spreads. Here's a couple examples in Matthew 9, 26. When Jesus raised a little girl from the dead, Matthew 9, 26 says, the news of this spread throughout all the region. When Jesus cast out evil spirits out of a man in Mark chapter 1, verse 20, it says, news about him spread quickly all over the region. God using his disciples, empowering them, Acts 6, 7 says, so the word of God spread and the number of disciples in Jerusalem increased rapidly. Listen, man, how did this good news, this message, this word of God uh, spread? Three reasons. Faith, hope, love. They were faith spreaders, love givers, and hope dealers. These are symptoms of a contagious disciple. Fear is contagious. It doesn't take much. A false article, a false video, allowing the lies of the enemy to stir up inside of your head, anxiety, but so much greater and more contagious is faith, hope, and love. I don't know about you, but I'm a carrier. I want to be that kind of carrier. Listen, if you get too close to me, you're going to catch something. You're going to catch what I'm carrying. And I hope if you, can't, if you catch something, if you hang out with me, I'm going to give you hope. I'm going to give you faith. And I'm going to show you love. That's the kind of carriers we are. Because of the Lord Jesus Christ, I'm full of faith. I'm full of hope. We don't have to be afraid. People say, well, pastors, you know, I talk online with a lot of pastors. I'm like, pastors, aren't you afraid the Christians aren't coming to church and that the buildings are empty? And, you know, and, and, and it, what, if, what, if, what if this means people stop coming to church? Listen, I've said this before. I'll say it again a million times. This building is not the church. Churches, when you drive by, when you drive out, that's not the church. Those are tools of the church. The church are people. Now, I would love to have you here because when we gather together, we are the church. But if we're gathering virtually, we can be the church as well during this season. I can't wait for the day where we get to be together again, face to face. But listen, until then, we're not going to stop spreading the gospel because we're going to continue to meet. 
and, and I'm not afraid. I'm not worried about the church because I know that Jesus said, I will build my church. Jesus said, and the gates of hell can't stop. It can't prevail against it. Jesus didn't say, go into your homes and hide, but he said, go out into the world and shine. How do we do this in a time of shelter in place at home? If we can't gather physically for a while, we can gather digitally. Good news is worth spreading. And we are now all, you included, we are all now digital evangelists, just like that. Just like that. We are to follow, comment, share, invite, a, spread, a faith spreader. Let's do this. Listen, even now, when this video is over, tag it, share it, send it. Comment on it, engage in it. We have every day opportunities for you to engage at Living Way Church. Tomorrow night, I have a Bible study, Zoom Bible study. You can click the link on our Facebook page and I'm doing a study on, on Monday nights on world religions and cults. We have our Zone Young Adults meeting on Tuesday nights, Zoom. Follow the link and go. On Wednesday nights, we have our youth still meeting. Follow the link and go, be a part. And on Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, we have small groups and life teams meeting. Just follow the link and go. And every day of the week, our Illuminate Women is meeting at three. Follow the link and go. They're talking every day. Every other Saturday, our men are still meeting for Bible study. Follow the link and go. Every day, twice a week, I have a live Q&A where we get to discuss issues. That's every Tuesday and Thursday at 2 p.m. Follow the link and go. Be a part. We can meet every day. Share the link. Invite. Next Sunday is Easter. It's the Super Bowl Sunday for churches. We're still celebrating. Share the link and go. Invite. Be a part. John 13, 35 says, By this everyone will know that you are my disciples. By the way, we hoard bottle water. By this they will know that we are disciples. By the way, we... Take all the toilet paper and hoard it in our home. By this, they will know that we are disciples. By the way, we lock our doors and, and how good we are social distancing. No, they will know that we are his disciples if you love one another. By the way, we love by our obedience to his word. Listen, how can we meet the needs of our communi uh, community when we are shelter in place? In the next... Uh, Two and a half weeks has been two and a half weeks as, as shelter in place increases. So will the needs of, of, uh, of people in our church and our community. And what we're asking you to do is, is if you know of needs and I'm asking you to, to let us know, we'll do what we can to engage and to meet the needs of our seniors, to take them food and groceries, um, to be, to run errands for those that are in full quarantine, to, to help those that need assistance as much as we can. If you know a family that needs their yard work or something, we can, uh, who is quarantined, we are here to serve and to be a part people's lives. You can tutor kids. Um, you can run errands for those that are quarantined. You can do local missions. You can uh, do child care for parents who have to work. Um, you can engage in a shelter in place environment and serve others. Something we're doing today as well as we're launching a new ministry called contact and care. 
Contacting Care Ministry is an opportunity for some of you who would like to volunteer to help us to make sure that we are contacting and caring for all of our members and attenders at Living Way Church. So if you would like to be a part of that ministry team, could you go to the online connection card on our website? Just go to the visit tab and go to contact and it goes to our online connection card and fill out that card and in the comments section, just uh, put down that you're interested in the contact and care ministry and we're going to sign you up. We're going to develop a team that is ensuring that every one of our members and all of our attenders, anybody that's ever been a part of our church in the, in the last year is followed up on, contacted, cared for, reached out to and served. If that's you, if that's something you're excited about, then go on to that website now and, and sign up for that mission opportunity. Because we are faith spreaders, love givers, hope dealers. We've got hope that no virus can kill. Many hope things will go back to normal. I don't want things to go back to normal. I want things to be better than normal. Because normal was comfortable. Normal was selfish. Normal was spiritually safe. Spiritually lukewarm for many of you. I want things to be greater. I want things to be more alive. This is a wake-up call for the church. This is a wake-up call for you to stop getting comfortable, to unite, to stand boldly, and to be a faith spreader, a love giver, and a hope dealer. Listen, my hope is not in the government, though we should pray for them and pray for their leadership and guidance. My hope is not in, in medicine, though we should pray for our nurses and our doctors and, and for a potential vaccine with, uh, with uh, biochemists. We should pray, but my hope is not in medicine. And my hope is not in spiritual leaders. It's not in churches, uh, buildings, and in pastors. My hope is in Jesus Christ. My hope is in the one who spoke the world into being, and we are. My hope is in the all-knowing, all-powerful, ever-present God of the universe who brings us the good news of salvation. I am a faith spreader, love giver, hope dealer because of Jesus. Who is Jesus? Well, let me tell you who Jesus is. He is the door through which we all must enter. Jesus is the spiritual bread that strengthens the soul. He is the deliverer who sets the captive free. He is the one who restores the broken, strengthens the weak. He is our provider. He is our comforter. He is our source. He is our strength. Jesus is our redeemer. He is our shelter in place in a time of trouble. He is a light when the world is dark. He is the Prince of Peace, the Lamb of God, the Alpha and Omega, the perfect and the righteous one. He is the good who is indescribable. He is the power who is incomprehensible. He is grace that is irresistible. And at his name, darkness and demons tremble. He is the everlasting to everlasting, the once who was and who is and is to ever and ever. He is the one who bore the cross, but the cross couldn't keep him. Death couldn't defeat him and the grave couldn't hold him. And he is alive and he is the everlasting to everlasting. That is my hope. Fear is contagious, but so is faith. Hate is contagious, but so is love. And worry is contagious, but so is hope through Jesus Christ. Three marks of a contagious follower of Jesus. Faithful work, loving deeds, enduring hope. 
You are a carrier of something. Is what you're carrying worth catching? As the world grows darker, a light shines brighter, and the good news of Jesus is spreading because we have hope. We have hope. See, the truth is we've all tested positive. All of us. We've all tested positive for sin. We all have the disease of sin and we've all been infected and it is killing us. And there's only one cure. There's only one vaccine. There's only one redeemer. His name is Jesus Christ. I want to give you an opportunity to respond to that vaccine today, to that remedy today. If you're here this morning and you'd like to say, you know, or you're watching later in this week and you're watching right now, I want you to know that Jesus loves you. He cares for you, but you are sick and you can never know him until you realize that you are sick. He came for the sick. If you don't think you're sick, then you'll never know him. If you don't think you're in need of healing, you'll never know him. He came for the sick. Turn to your neighbor, turn to somebody and say, I'm a sicko. Turn to somebody and say, you're a sicko. We're all sick in sin, all of us, and we all are infected. We've all tested positive for the disease called sin nature. But there is a healing power and there is a redeemer and it's found at the feet of Jesus Christ. For Jesus bore our sins on the cross. He bore our sickness on the cross. He bore our spiritual separation from the father on the cross. He took it all, the pain, the suffering, the sickness, the anguish, the torment, the weight of our past, of our regret, of our shame. He bore it all on himself and he died on a cross and he was buried in five days on Good Friday online. We're going to have some opportunities for you to to remember the cross of Christ this Good Friday as we do this together, uh, this Holy Week this week. But I'll tell you what, it didn't end on Good Friday. Because on the third day, he walked out of the grave and he's alive. And he offers you that hope today. He offers that hope to you. I want to pray for you right now. Here in just a moment, we're going to take communion. Communion is an act of fellowship between believers. The word communion means fellowship. And what communion is designed, it's, it's the communion of the saints. It's communion of the brothers and sisters of Christ. It's something that truly only a Christian can understand. And so if you are a Christian today, um, and if you were uh, following us online, we, we had posted that we wanted you to prepare uh, communion elements. If you want to get those together right now, uh, we ask that you get your grape juice and we get your, your bread or your crackers or your flatbread, whatever bread you're using, and prepare those and get those ready right now because we're about to take communion together. And as we do this, I want to give an invitation for those of you that aren't followers of Jesus to say yes to Jesus now before we take communion and you can join us with, with communion at your home. And, and I want to pray that you would know this hope of Jesus Christ. I want to pray for you right now. Let's pray. Father, I pray for those that are watching, that are listening. God, those that are uh, maybe for the first time wandered on to uh, our church's site. And Lord, I just pray that they would know that, that fear and worry and anxiety does not have to have a hold on them. Because God, you bring the hope of salvation. 
God, you bring the hope of a future, and your plans for us are, are for good, Lord. And I just pray, Lord, if there's anyone here, Lord, that doesn't know you as their Savior and as their Lord, God, I pray that right now they would say yes to the hope of Jesus Christ, that they would recognize their need, that they are sick in sin, and Father, that they would understand, Lord, that right now they are in need of salvation through the cross of Jesus Christ. The only remedy for the sickness in their heart is the blood of Jesus Christ. If you're here right now and you're, you're praying with us right now and you're watching right now and you would like to know this hope of Jesus Christ right now, we just take a moment and talk to Jesus. And in your own words, in your own words, will you say, Jesus, here's my life in your own words, however you want to say it, God, here's my life. Here's my heart. God, here's my sin. I recognize, Lord, I am sick. In your own words, God, I understand I am sick. Will you forgive me of my sin, Jesus? Thank you for the cross. In your own words, just tell him, thank you for the cross. Thank you for your forgiveness. Wash me clean, Jesus. Here's my life. Here's my life. Because you live, I can live. And because there's hope in you, I can have hope right now in this life and in this world. Thank you, God, for forgiving me and saving me. Show me how to walk with you, dear Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Living Way Church podcast. If you enjoyed this message, we hope you come visit us in Garland, Texas. For directions and more information about the church, go to www.livingwaychurch.cc.